So it's uh, 524, uh, way AM. It's October 20. Um, just listen back to this Amwell pod. Steve Amwell, author of Welfare, Tyrant. Um, goddamn, dude. Talk about going in and ripping it in the most raw. This is a, this is a raw-ass text, bro. The epitome of being out here and scrapping. Scrapping, trying to eat. Um, and that's some real-ass shit. And I really liked the places it went, the places we took it. Um, yeah, I mean, fucking A. I think that's just young boy trying to eat compromised uh, family structure coming out of that and uh, trying to scrap. It's a complicated thing. It's a, it's a tough thing, and it's a real-ass thing. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes the solution for everything isn't, you know, more school, more, more office job. Like, sometimes a young boy, he trying to just... He trying to break shit. He trying to build shit too, but he also trying to break shit. And that's something we got to... That's an important thing, man. It might be a little slept on. That's all I'm saying. And, and, and this book, even to make it into the domain of literature, you got to go through those routes. You got to go through the, the little school, those little boxes. But fucking Anwell, Gian, and Tyrant, they just came through. To, they came together and just dropped this banger, dude. This gem, this little brick. It's a little brick. But um, shout out to you, Anwell. I'm sure a lot of people read the pod, read the book. If you haven't, fucking get on it, dog. All right. Gang. Yeah, yeah. How's it been? How you been doing out like since everything? Like you've been um you've been working or yeah, man, I stay busy. Uh, like screen printing never goes bad. Do you know what I mean? Like people always need t-shirts. It's whether yeah. Like I used to do a lot of let's say like event-based stuff. Now there's like three times as many security guards, so they need shirts. You know what I mean? Right, right. Or like you have to do shirts that say like keep too distant. You know, you're two meters distance for like people who work in like the fucking pharmacy or whatever you know what i mean so there's oh, always it's 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 really, yeah. really neat like the guy i help out often he never slowed down once throughout the whole wow. thing wow he's <laughs> like in social distancing signs yeah for sure people do that like and then it's like there's always this since it started it's like so much stuff people could get behind too like and like black lives matter stuff too right so there's right. Like a lot of that okay. stuff okay okay it's always like always t-shirts to print so that's been your grind for a minute? Screen yeah, printing? Dude, I've screen shirt. printed for probably the last 17 years of my life, man. Goddamn. Okay. Yeah. How can I, are you, how old are you? I'm 41, man. Okay. So then, and you wrote this, you wrote Welfare. How, how long were you working on that? When did you start working on that? When you, when did you, Five well, I know you published in 2018, but. If it came out in 2018, I'd have to say I probably wrote it two years before it came out. So maybe, I don't know, maybe four years before it came out, I started working on it, I'd say. Okay. So like, that's 20, a rough guess now. Cause like I'm old, my head's 14. gone to shit. <laughs> no, for sure. For sure. But you've been out here. Have you been putting like stories on the internet for a minute? Like before welfare came out? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Cause I wrote for Hobart for a minute before that. I, I have a lot of pieces up there. Um, 
less stories, I guess. I'm not so hot of a short story writer, I don't think. So I don't have a ton of that out there. But yeah, people would take it, you know. Okay. Yeah, I like the piece uh, you wrote right after that that December turnup when yeah. <laughs> you were going in about about everything everything we were going in on. I was like, um, yeah, I should link that piece. That was that was like one of the realest things. Um, yeah, that was like I don't know. I kind of felt the end of last year was coming undone. I feel like. Weird. I don't know, just a lot of ways, you know, I was, I don't know, last year was tough, I, I, I just feel, you know. Okay. 2020 yeah. was easier for me, I think, emotionally than 2019. Yeah, you've been chilling yeah. out? Yeah, for sure, I don't know, what's to worry about, you know what I mean? Like. For sure. It was so funny reading this book right now, thinking about, about, like, welfare bands, like, public assistance, money, and just, like, I don't know. I guess you haven't stopped working, but that's been such well, a thing for so many people now. Are you thinking about that at all? Yeah, for sure. I think it's pretty like, I don't know, it's it's pretty apt for the times. You know what I mean? Pretty I think relevant. there's a lot more people on welfare or like looking for or need a handout, you know what I mean? Like Right. Like I've worked through the whole thing, but my wife hasn't. She got laid off in March and she hasn't had a job yeah. since, you know. So Yeah. That's real. Yeah, so you were definitely looking back at a time. It was okay. So like I'd known about this this book obviously for a long time. I think when I first started looking at it, I was like I started reading it, and then I felt um, I don't know. I felt like it was gonna like influence my writing too much. Okay. <laughs> like a couple of years ago, even though I was mm -hmm. aware of it, and I was like, and then but then so then I would always like. I start reading, I'd be like candy, and then I'd be like, all right, I need to, I need to wait. And then I, I railed through the whole thing, like really, and I don't know, it was so, it was such a, I feel like I'm late to even talking about this. Like every, I, I went on Goodreads and I seen all these sick reviews from like Bud and shit and everybody. Yeah, they were, uh, they, yeah people have been nice to me on there, I think. You know? No, it was sick. It was sick. But, um, but, um, so I guess, yeah, you were kind of thinking about, um, you felt like you were already working in a way like it was you'd already been grinding for a minute and i don't know it's just interesting like all the stuff about family and 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 grinding and do you feel like you were commenting on like a or how much do you feel like the ethic of it is is part of you or how do you feel about the book like now like how much do you think like my work ethic is a part of it is like as a writer no like your outlook on stuff in terms of what you're capturing you still well, got the energy in everything you say. Like it's just Twitter, how I feel so. a lot of the time, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't think I've changed my outlook a lot in the last 20 years. Welfare fucking shit, being on that shaped me. And it would and I sure, never bro. take that shit out of me. Do you know? And like, I can't. Like, I wish I could. I wish I could be like other people. But like, it's, it's, I don't know. It was tough back then. And it was really hard yeah. to just like to do shit and to get anything done. And I think that that's affected me on how I like, I approach my writing in the same way, I guess I would have like life back then, you know what I mean? Cause it's like, I just yeah. have to do it. Like there's nothing, I, I don't get a choice in a lot of the matter. You know, I'm just, I don't know. I'm willing to bow my head and just do the work that I have to do. You know, I guess. How, how did you first get connected with uh, Gion and Tyron? You reached out to him and started I messaged him on Twitter and asked him if he wanted yeah. to read my book. And it was as simple Sick. as that. 
Yeah. And then he was like, sure, you know, he's pretty aloof or whatever, you know what I mean? And then I was like, <laughs> I was over the moon about that. You know, that was like a huge thing for me because I like, I was a fan of the magazine for like a minute. Like, I always really liked Giancarlo in interviews. Like, I liked his attitude. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's what made me like, and like he liked my Twitter too at the time. So like that had given me confidence or whatever. And like other people that I really respected liked my book. So I just like fucking wrote him. He wanted to read it. He read it, and then he took the book within like that. All happened in like forty-eight hours, maybe a little bit long, maybe 54. Amazing. Yeah, it was, it was, that was, that was pretty amazing for me. You know what I mean? Cause like, I never yeah. expected that I'd even ever write a book or like some other fucker would want to like put their money where their mouth is and put the thing out for me, you know? Yeah. Had you and worked on stuff before? Pardon me? Had you worked on projects before that you tried to like shoot out or? No, man, that was the first novel. I, that's the first time I even tried to write a book. Do you know what I mean? It was like, I just, it was beginner's luck, you know what I mean? Nah, bro. You, how about now? You go, you've been going in on stuff? You've been working on stuff? Uh, I'd say that I write a lot, but I don't work on anything. Like I've, <laughs> Hell yeah. Like, I've written more this year than I probably have in the last five combined, but I'm not. That's like, what's up. I don't necessarily have anything going, you know what I mean, anymore. Like Longer form stuff or, like, short hitters? Books. I'm not, like, I... I don't know. I'm not really, I'm not a short story writer. I don't think like maybe I don't get it. My stuff doesn't translate very well to it. I like a book because it allows me you have to be really fucking like apt at that fucking story and get it down. And it has to, everything kind of has to be a piece of that story. And I like a book cause I can run my mouth more. Do you know what I mean? Or I can just go on a Very tangent. episodic though. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. Love yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, but that's how you have to drive the book though. Do you know what I mean? That's just sure. like, like fucking mechanics or whatever. Yeah, it was funny. Like it was, I feel like the ride was like every time a thing would get rolling, I would be reminded of the form and how I had to go back to the baseline of stand scrapping, you know, like, and I would get tricked like a couple of times. He did, I think the Trevor chapter, he'd get a gig for a second. I was like, oh, we're yeah. up. I was like, we're going. I was like, cheat. I was like, this is going to be the. And then at the end, you're like, nah, I never heard from him again. I was like, damn, that's right. But it was very like, that's the engine. Yeah. So like, that's like the engine of that. that they that told it. This is start and stop. You know? you know what I mean? You have to like, I think I wrote that book. Start and stop. I literally wrote that. The start and stop with the syntax and the form. Yeah. that's That was big for me at the time, too, I think. Uh, yeah. Like, and I wrote it all as like, whatever, like 30 some odd chapters with the idea or like 30 or so 30 or whatever like short stories and then with the idea that i was going to link it all it had the link in the end you know what i mean i think i just like i didn't know how to write a book man i just fucking was like i had this idea in my head of how i should do it the way it ended it felt like it was about to shoot off into some other shit a lot of people ask me if i've written like a second one and like if this is right you know what i mean is that a wise ass question I know it's not a wise ass question, man. I think it's a fucking valid question because, like, yeah, who? It's it would be easy to make like some fucking trilogy out of it or whatever. Do you know what For I mean? Sure. But no, you're not really thinking about it like that. Not in the moment. You know what I mean? I figure I got another ten years of my life at least left. I'm like, maybe I'll pull it out by then. You know? Can I, I'm curious about what uh, what you're focusing on or how you're writing, what you're working on now. Maybe would you do not want to talk about that. I'm not keen on how what I'm working on because I like I'm really superstitious. I feel like I, I love talk it. I like that. Like situation, and it's like 
I'm guaranteed to lose it. Like I talked about stuff on Brad Listy of what I was working on, all that shit failed. And I knew it. That's how I, I think about the about podcast. I don't know why I put myself on the That's how I feel about doing a podcast. I don't know why I put myself on the internet and rant every couple weeks. And then I feel like, no, nah, I'm just like, yeah, <laughs> why something. not? Yeah. But, um, fill the hours for something. For sure. Did you, uh, did you, uh, think much about the, the number of chapters or, or not? No, did, not did, at all. It just well, that came to a head, you know? I That's really funny. had no, I had no game plan with that fucking thing, you know? That's probably why it feels so raw. Yeah, it's, I should, I think I, I have to have less of a game plan. I think if I, I'm not that type of person who can go in, like, I, you like see writers and they talk about like brainstorming or whatever. And like, you know, they have a lot of ideas set out when they go into the, like writing a book and like, I just knew that like, well, like he's going to go on welfare, all this shit is, you know, I have a wealth of stories from being on welfare and I'll just like sprinkle them in. And then eventually it'll right. feel the book. I hope, do you know what I mean? And like, right. Again, because it like, it affected me so much as like, I was young, man. Yeah. And I was going through something. So like, on my own at the time too. It's like, you know, the orphan I lived with wasn't, he had his own trip, you know what I mean? And he didn't right, have to do right. the other fucking shit that I did, you know what I mean? And like, none of my other friends, they all live at home and they got their, their own trip, you know, mom's a drunk or whatever the fuck, you know what I mean? For sure. So it was just like, those years are like formative for any of us. And for sure. I think that's why the book came across so raw too. Yeah. And you, but you, but, at some point you were able to, to, to scrap and start working. I don't know. It's interesting. Cause I think the reason why I got so excited about that Trevor part, cause when I was living, like I was, I was on the, the EBT bands for a minute and um, how, I, I, yeah, maybe this is too personal, but like, how do you feel like in your life? Like you were, cause I was just thinking about like a lot of stuff about like family and like, and like just how fucking, hopeless that grind is when you're shooting out resumes and for me like when I was like scrapping and doing uh you know like doing Postmates and like on EBT and shit but then like since I moved to the city like how things started happening was Mm -hmm. all through personal interactions or like like relation like family stuff almost like you know like my cousin had jobs and I started working and that's why I got so excited with that Trevor part because it reminded me of like pulling up and getting a bunch of gigs and the next day he's like what are you doing tomorrow I'm like let's go like we in this you know um and then also but I was curious about like in real life like how do you think maybe someone in that position like how are you able to start steady scrapping and like steady working and like (laughs) You know what I add, you know, you, like you mentioned family too. And like, I got my first more steady jobs through like family members eventually. Do you know what I mean? Like wild, right? Like it's friends. Like, are it's like, like a like, lie. It's like a lie to tell people to just shoot resumes to random places. It is. It, it really works, dude. Yeah. It, it, it's like, yeah, that's Breaks a tough thing, man. And like going down to like the job bank and at the, like the like unemployment office and like rolling through these like listings and listings of jobs and they're like, all shit they're never going to hire me for. And it's just right. wildly depressing, you know? For sure, dude. And yeah, you're better off hustling your family for a job or like your fucking buddy's dad or whoever People the fuck. you know. They're going right. to give you a shot in the beginning more than anyone else's, you know? Like, right. You know, even to the, like this day, like if someone comes in off the street to my, like, to like the guy I help out for screen printing, it's very unlikely that they'll end up with a job. But right. if like, 
someone with zero experience and like he's recommended by one of his friends, well, the guy will probably end up working there for at least a couple of months until he either proves himself or doesn't, you know? Right. And it's all, it's that fucking, oh, here's my buddy or whatever that gets you through the door a lot of them. Even screen printing, I'm doing that because I knew a guy in high school and he was a screen printer and he lied to his boss and told him that I could screen print and then you pick it up over there, you know? Yeah, what's that grind like? It's just, is it like dealing with like inks and shit? Yeah, for sure. Like I mix ink, I push ink through a screen, I make screens. I honestly, most of my job is literally just standing in front of this like machine and making t-shirts. And I do it like, like I've chosen to work in smaller shops where they don't have big automatic presses. Cause I find that really, right. really boring. And I have a lot of energy I need to like burn off in a day. So like, I kind of like to stand in front of the machine and push it around and push all the ink down. But it's a lot like, um, I always tell people it's like Conan the Barbarian, like with Arnold Schwarzenegger, he gets kidnapped yeah. by like James Earl Jones and then they put him behind this thing and he just pushes it for like 25 years. That, That's that. how I feel when I'm at my job. <laughs> and then it's like That's broken up with like, I make a screen, I fucking, you know, I, I maybe I'll make some ink. It's like, maybe I'll like, and then I'll like hang with the boss and smoke pot or whatever, you know. For sure. It's, it's pretty yeah. chill through the day. And it's like, is it like union shit or? Oh, definitely not, man. For like, sure. Um, definitely not. Uh, okay. At least not here in really Canada. I've never either. seen, like, it might be in the States. You might be able to get into a union shop down there, but up here, like, right. that fucking chance, dude. I remember, like, for I sure. used to have a friend who worked for, like, the, like, Canadian Auto Workers Union, and he asked me for shirts, yeah. and he's like, but only if it's a union shop, and I just laughed at him, you know? <laughs> nah, Yeah. How much do you think about stuff like that? Like looking into, like you were hinting at stuff with like the, um, you know, of course, like the end is, of the shit is like trying to get that Ford job, trying to get that, you know, steady factory grind. And it's yeah. like a few spots for a few people. And obviously that has bigger implications and stuff. And even like, I've been like, I've been in New York since last year and all the jobs that I get are one off one-off gigs and then also like um they're almost incentivized to like have the people who work for you like have homies who could pull up for the quick day rate because they don't want anybody on full to exceed the full-time time time. yeah exactly you know what i'm saying actually like yeah that sucks they took that away from us and they they were really sneaky in how they took away workers rights you know what i mean if you work right right. you, you have nothing you know what i mean but isn't it kind of counterintuitive because it's because they, because there's so much I'm not sure about this. I, I, I feel like I'm still investigating about economic mm-hmm. stuff, but it's because there's so much stuff that's tamped on that is required to go, uh, to, to do once you're full time, mm-hmm. then no one goes full time. But then on the flip side of that, it's also kind of good because then when people pull up, they could get, they could, they could get a quick job or something. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, but then you have all these people who like don't want a quick job, would rather work there full time for like twenty years right. and get all the right. benefits, and they never will. And then that because won't. they, because they, because they know that they're never going to get that, they're never going to care for the place that they work. Right, right. You know, so it's like, why do I give a shit about my like the place I work if this guy gives me as little as he can? You know what I mean, or whatever. And I'm not going to like, like, like my old man had it good. That motherfucker had like, he probably makes more right now on retirement with his benefits and the, the weekly check. Right. 
than I do working. You know what I mean? Right. His teeth he, are better he, than mine, and he's got dentures. You know? <laughs> Goddamn. Yeah, that's another weird thing. When I was on Medicaid, I had way better dental insurance because I went to a dental school. And it was a dude trying to learn how to do teeth. Anyway. Sure. I've, shift, been, I've been knocking on that door too, you know what I mean? To go to the old dental school. You hit the school. dental school? Yeah, for yeah, sure. My guy's just experimenting. That's a scary kid though, man. Like, yeah. He's like, I think, you, kid. I think you over Novocaine, dude. I can't show like my whole upper body, bro. That's fine by uh, me, dude. I got to warn him. I'm a liar, <laughs> dude, you know? For sure. That's real. Yeah. <laughs> and then also another thing is with the jobs, at least screen printing, you're making... Um, you're making uh, like t-shirts that people are going to use. Like, I feel like so many of the jobs that are here now are for one-off things, one-off event. Like the ones with the big money, that corporate money, it's a one-off mm -hmm. commercial shoot something uh, event and then just yeah, yeah. Start, like tear it away. Like all you the don't really things. See the fruits of your labor a lot of the time, you know, in that situation, right? Yeah. Maybe, I don't know. I've streamed in for so long, I couldn't imagine doing anything else. Like, to work in an office somewhere, I don't know what those people do. For sure, bro. Like, if there's yeah. not a physical thing, like, if you put a pile of wood in front of me and I got to move it, I understand that. And I can do right. that. But, like, right. sit in an office all day, like, I, like, even, like, telemarketing jobs I had in the past, it's just, like, I'm going to fucking slip my wrists in this place because, like, I don't know if you're killing me sitting at this desk or whatever, you know? I mean, there's different there's different people are made different ways and they have different temperaments you know what i mean like yeah, for sure it's counter it was, it was and, just counterintuitive for me to work in like a place like that you know yeah did you ever try like if I, telemarketing was the best i ever closest i got <laughs> you did yeah like a bunch you of tried? times i'm terrible at it you know what i mean <laughs> and like 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 when i first met my wife i was like i was telemarketing and I was so fucking lazy. I didn't show up for like two weeks once. And then I walked back in like nothing. It was wrong. Do you know what I mean? Like I was that type of employee when I was like 20 as well. So like. Um, how long? I don't know. Is that too personal? How long have you and your wife been together? I've been with her as long as I've screen printed. So like we've been together almost like 20 years at this point. Okay. Damn, dude. There's so much real ass shit in that book. I don't even know how to broach it, but. Um, you can ask me anything. It's not too personal. I don't really care. Something my uh, my homie was saying uh, when I was it's funny, dude. I feel like I was on such so much of like this young reckless way for a long time, and then I feel like lately I've just been like getting government unemployment bans, but like I'm more comfortable because it's pandemic stuff and it's like more, you know. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I've like lost my edge and I'm, I'm just intensely reading all these books. And I feel like since I started reading this, it just made me want to like turn the fuck up and be a little like reckless again. I was just getting the energy. So I, I was turning it up yesterday, but, and we were, I was ranting about stuff and I was getting into all kinds of thinking about what to ask you about. But um, my, one of my homies was talking about how it, um, this oscillation between like kindness, or he was talking about between like, kindness or like tenderness and like cruelty mm -hmm. like when you allow your character have like moments of cruelty mm -hmm. or like and then when it is tender it hits so much harder, Way harder you know right? what i'm saying okay yeah, yeah. yeah. you For feel sure. that yeah i don't think I, I, like like I, like I know that there, there is a lot of that shit in that book and i don't think i meant to do it necessarily but it's just like 
you have like you have to sit there and you're writing a character. You can't just like no one's gonna like a cool character. Do you know what I mean? If right. it's just cool right. the entire time, it's 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 tough for someone to get on their side. You know what I mean? The and, moments of kindness don't hit. Yeah, or the moments exactly. of tenderness. And there don't you hit. go too, because like nobody's like nice, nobody's mean, and to- like like entirely no one out there is completely evil and no one out there is like right. completely nice. They always do shitty things or you always do, you know, you, everyone's motivated to do something kind once in a while and you will do it. Right. You know? Right. So it's right. Like, I think that's so important. And sometimes you try to just nix out all too much of that. Then there's no oscillation. Like some of the stuff, like, um, I thought there were some parts like, I mean, the whole wedding into the spaz out on, on, the, on the accident. That, that was one of the most powerful. Like I was going through that. I was marking that part. And that was when my heart was beating, you know, yeah, what I mean? yeah, getting yeah. that visceral physical response, which is mm-hmm. always really good. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. That's and then, scene, right? dude, but, and then also finding, um, being able to, being able to laugh when everything's like, so fuck dude when you just when stan's just getting his ass beat and then being like but they let me put put my beer down like stuff like that it's like i don't know and then even just like um yeah like being having the character be fucking like you know mean to people <laughs> you know like really i don't know like when the when the home that's unfortunately up, too real for me you know what i mean like i am but that's how that's how it is sometimes and you it know is, you and, have to get mean life. to people sometimes you know right like, you can't just get pushed around all the time you know what i mean and like one of my favorite parts is when i think it was eric or one of the roommates came and he's he's paying for rent he's he's like drinking stan's drinking all his booze and at the end he's like oh i lost my job can i just stay for a month and stan's like nah but Oh yeah, that guy. That was you gotta like, go. <laughs> you gotta you know what? go. Like, in, in, in real life, that was like the other guy I lived with was just like straight up, get out. You gotta go, man. If you don't have any money, you're fucking on your own, pal. And that was like, yeah, you're sleeping under the stairs. Like, why are you? Why are we charging <laughs> this guy a fucking nickel? Do you know what I mean? Like, and he, like as a real life, it just I just went along with it because like I needed that extra cash. Do you know what I mean? I would have done sure. like just about anything to anyone at that time. If it For meant sure. I got an extra $25 in my pocket, you know what I mean? Because that was like a, yeah. one, you know, it's like. That reminds me of just, yeah, it was, this book was so, it was making me think of all these, me- it was very, um, it was very, uh, it made me want to start, like, it made me start writing stuff. And it made me remember different things that I wanted, like, I, I don't know. It was very uh, invigorating to read. Um, well, that's, I don't know. Yeah, for sure. No, I think that's a really good thing that a book could do, you know? No, for um, sure. I just wanted yeah, people to like it. I just want my art to be really accessible and, like, I don't know. If it can be invigorating or something, it has to be kind of, like, accessible, I think, you know? I'm I'm sure you've been asked this probably by everyone you talk to, but um, what were some people, just the form, dude, like the syntax, like, what's what's clipping the clauses like that, letting them hang. Like, I mean, I see some like pink stuff, but then there's like some, but it's different. It's like, I don't know. I was trying to figure that out. Like where I, like why I went to like, what a weird syntax like that. Like what, why? Just what, what, yeah. And also what, what you, you know, read that made you think, led led you that direction. It's like, are you reading, you know, Celine? 
Yeah, that's what led me to like the really short blast. And I like, because he has okay. an idea, like, like, because he had like his, his ears rang right after the war or whatever. So he said he had music in his head. Oh so my I God. I like the idea that there's like, I don't know. And I also tell people that I wrote it to the sound of the universe sometimes just to be an asshole. To the universe? <laughs> yeah, it's like to the sound in the universe, right? And if you sat and listened to the universe, that's the syntax of it. Do you know what I mean? Or like, it's just what I picked up from the fucking universe. It's a stupid thing to say. It's just funny. But it's it's a good enough excuse. Like, what am I? I'm just making up shit as I go. It just sounded good in my head, and I like to like read it in my head. And you know, like, yeah. I don't know. I wanted. It's just another way to drive people too. Or like, it's tough to write a book and make someone want to read the fucking thing. So you kind of got to pull out some shit to like make people want to give a fuck about your book because there's ten billion of the fucking things out there, right? And they all sound the same, and a lot of them sound like they're written sixty years ago. And I was right. kind of bored by that, you know, and like, I just right. like the idea. I, it, I also say like, it came to from right, I was writing copy for like these pornography websites and like, oh, what? really like, you know, like on point for what you could say. And it was like 200 characters or whatever. It was really short. So I think I was influenced right. doing that, you know, too, because that made things really short and I had to like sum it up. I couldn't like, you know. Right. Know. That seems like an obvious Thing to me but i don't know if everybody thinks like a lot of i don't know if a lot of people think like that of the kind of nobody thinks like that not enough people think like that no and that's, you know why what I mean? of, that's why a lot of people a lot of people just like i'm also i never went to school either right so like i don't have a lot of ideas that like you i got your mfa so you have all these things in your head right. you've been told you're right. supposed to do and you have to like watch for i don't have a right. fucking clue what i'm supposed to watch for so i just run through and i'm like well i like syntax I think right. it should sound fucking cool and it should look cool and I like the aesthetics and like I think it ended up looking more like a really big fucking song right you know how I like, like that like, like a rock and roll song like if you look at the linear notes in the back you know what I mean when right. they had like, the fucking book or whatever you know oh yeah you know when, like, oh, when yeah. I was a teenager or whatever you would have this CD booklet or like a record right, you could open sure. up and you could read all the lyrics and they were printed out like that you know and it's like in these blocks and I really like that oh yeah that's true you know so I think that that that's also sick. probably influenced me right and I was really For into sure. like Mark McCoy's fucking youth attack fucking site because he has these really great like descriptions of all these fucking bands and the records that he oh okay out, you know? So, like, I would read those a lot of the time, too, and be like, oh, this is fucking, like, the way you read my stuff, I'm like, oh, I'm getting jacked to, like, write. I used to read right. his stuff, and I had all these, like, screenshots on my, like, that of it. That's dope. Of, like, these, like, weird little record reviews, you know what I mean? They're like, he's infinitely funny, you know, this guy. So, it's like, they're, they're, just, they're just really good, you know what I mean? And what I is that? that? It's, a, it's a music, he reviews, he reviews uh, album? No, he, like, like, he puts out a record, like, he runs a record label, right? Okay. To tap. So then he like with the records coming out, he'll write a little fucking like thing about the record. You know what I mean? To like oh, that, okay. like, like the back on the book, it says like like oh, a little book. yeah yeah yeah. But okay, it's like, really funny and like I don't know they were just really good and like interesting and they made me think a lot about writing and I don't know they were just cool. So I thought about those a lot. It's a bunch of those. It's a bunch of those. <laughs> yeah right. But I also and every about, every little hit block is its own thing. And I also, but I, like in that too, I was also thinking a lot about the reader and I'm like, well, who wants to read like a fucking page of like bullshit? Do you know what I mean? Like that gets hard on the eyes. And I like, for sure. I was thinking like, like of people who don't read a lot, 
maybe being able to read that, like read my writing and making it more accessible again to someone who's not necessarily a reader, they'll pick that book up and go, well, this is fucking easy, you know, versus like, right. you have these big, long drawn out paragraphs, like you're from this fucking intellectual or whatever. Right, right. Like, I think that that makes it harder on someone to like jump into your work. And I want people to jump into my work, you know? Sometimes people think, say that when you're thinking like that of like the non-reader, um, you're like, you're, I don't know, thinking about, you know, people like say like, I don't think about the reader at all or whatever. Like, that's bullshit. Um, it's, and I also think it's like, that's a, that's a, like not a good way to look at the world. Like you should want to give something. You know what I mean? Like you should want to be an asshole thing to say, you know what I mean? Like yeah, you're, you're like, saying that your opinion is so good that like, well, they're going to turn to my, like, you know, everyone has going to come and they're going to like, you know, who are you? Like fucking Jesus. Right. You know what I mean? Like, right. If you can't hang, you're, you're not going to be able to, if you can't follow along, then yeah, and it's like, like well, people are just not going to follow along. That's <laughs> you, it. you can't make things, yeah. dude, if somebody makes something tougher on me, I just stop doing it. <laughs> For sure. I wonder how much that, that comes from like, just being, just like knowing, like being on Twitter and stuff. Like sometimes I think like, I, I won't put a story on the internet unless like, I think like the first five bars are like more interesting than a Twitter feed. Right. And we'll make, which is maybe a little too far, but sometimes I think that like, sometimes I like a thing, but I'm like, I don't need to put this on the internet because like that, that requires uh, previous coaxing to like have someone want to roll, take that road, even take that ride. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, is, yeah, that yeah. Too, is that too, I don't too think the internet like, I, I don't know. I don't think the internet's really like the best place for a lot of writing that's anything longer than like, maybe one of my paragraphs. Wait, you say that I mean again? Because it's like, I don't think the internet's the best place for like long stuff. Do you know what I mean? Or if you have a story or for something, sure. like, you know what I mean? Like, right. I think you're better off saving a lot of that shit or, you know, doing for something sure. with it. And just like, I don't know. The internet's bullshit, in my opinion. It's just somewhere, like, I'm not like doing my best stuff when I think about my Twitter feed, you know? For sure. But it connected you to... It connected me. Yeah. You, know? <laughs> there, you know what I mean? Like, I, I know. I yeah. shit on Twitter a lot. And, like, I remember a friend of mine called me a Twitter writer once, and I got really mad. And it's like, well, you kind of are. I'm not, like, a fucking MFA writer, and I don't live in New York or some bullshit. So I am a <laughs> For sure. Um, nah, your, your Twitter slaps, bro. Um, um, that's what's up. That's what's up. Um, yeah. What's, what's the Celine book that you recommend? Have you read, uh, Bud called you the enlightened hum soon. Have you read hunger? Pardon me. What did he call me? He called you the enlightened Canute Humson. I don't know how to say his name. Humson, Humson, you know that dude? He wrote oh, the book Hunger. Yeah, 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 yeah. New Hansen. That, that, that Swedish dude or whatever. Yeah, I like Hunger. Yeah, That's good, Norwegian. Yeah, yeah. Is that yeah. what he is? Sorry. I don't know. Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe Swedish. I don't even know. Um, um, but yeah, what, what's the Celine that you fuck with? I've read one story by him. Um, what I really like are his last three books. I think that they're his best because they're really like, his style's calmed down a little bit more. He's an old man. And I like the, like, mm. it's uh, Rigadoon and Castle to Castle in North. And uh, cool. he's just, like, he's he's been exiled from France at this point. That's what he's writing about. Because he got, he, got, he got done in for treason during the Second World War. They accused oh, him of signing with the Nazis. Because he's, 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 he's remembered for being very anti-Semitic. 
and like oh, damn. extremely racist. But um, I like those books because like he's stuck in Nazi Germany and the Nazis hate him and France hates him and he's stuck with his wife and this cat and this French actor who's also anti in like this anti-Semitist or you know I think he's a racist sure. who got kicked out of like France right. And it's just, it's funny to me that he's like just so fucking hated, you know what I mean? But he's still there writing his books. And like the first hundred pages of each of the books is him complaining about French publishers. Damn. And like Randy. people like looted his house and things like that. Like, it's just like, it's, it's funny to me. And you know what I mean? I just like those. <laughs> but all of his stuff are good. Like I like, I like Journey to the End of the Night. And it's like, that's a great book. You know what I mean? I'll read that often just to go back Sick. and like, Cause it's a cool okay. book. I just, yeah, I find him infinitely funny. He's just so funny to me, you know. For He's sure. got a good look. That's I like important. a lot of French writers because they. I just. I think that they're they're really good at that. Like everything's disgusting, but then there's like a ray of hope all the time, you know. And like, like I don't know. It's existentialism, I guess. You know. How do you feel about Welbeck? You ever read Welbeck? Uh, I've never read it. No. For sure. <laughs> um, misanthropic French writers. Nah, who's another French dude I read? I read this dude, uh, um, Guibert. You know that dude, Guibert? No. Um, he, he, he was like, a, he was banging Foucault for a while. Oh, okay. He was like a young boy who was banging Foucault, but he's writing this book about dying of, of AIDS, and he dies okay. like a year later. But everything's going to shit, and he's like yeah, still yeah. like cracking jokes and being wild. You know what I mean? Yeah, I just like, the I, I like that French fucking like, that you know, energy. Like yeah. To specific Again, I live in Quebec, you know what I mean? Like, I obviously like it. I'm not for sure. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, is that big? Is that is, is you live like is it a big, big city vibe out there? Uh, yeah, there's like too many people here, I guess. I think maybe more. Okay. I don't know. I don't, it's, yeah. it's Canada's second biggest city, man. We're not, there's nobody, there's no people in Canada for sure. There's like the like our entire population is the same as like I think it's less than California. Okay. And that's spread out over the entirety of fucking Canada. There's so many fucking people in California, in California dude. That's it. Do you know what I mean? I heard like, a fact that half the people who are on employment right now are from California. That's crazy. In the whole country. That's crazy. That is fucking nuts, dude. But yeah, everybody is in California and New York, right there, you know? The middle well, of that, There's nobody in the middle of your country, right? Like, that's, that's empty land, right? Right. How do you feel about everything? I was talking to somebody who's from Canada and I was writing some stuff about like Trump and the election and stuff and a thing that I was writing and they were like, it's so interesting to hear about how Americans, like, do you, do you feel like, look at their political situation as like the center of everything? Like, what do you feel about everything? Like, do you feel detached from everything going on in the, in, in the American stuff? politics? Yeah. American yeah. Politics. I don't, like, I don't follow it, man. Like, yeah. Where you do follow Venezuelan politics, do you know what I mean? Right, right. Like, to me, it's the same thing. It's like, but like, I mean, that's that's what's specific about American politics, where it's like they're assumed the center of everything in the world. You know, what I, I mean? think that that's like American across the board, and like, right. <laughs> one of my biggest like, I hate going down there and getting asked about. Well, what do you think about Trump, there, pal? And it's like, well, yeah. I don't fucking think anything about him. How about that? You know, like, leave me the fuck For alone. Sure. I don't think shit about Trudeau either. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't know what's going on here, let alone in like fucking America. I got, I'm living sure. a bubble in my own fucking head, you know? <laughs> that's real. <laughs> like, like, I'm the only thing that's affected me is COVID because I can't come down to the States anymore and read. Were you going to come? You were going to come down, yeah? Yeah, I would have, like, I got asked to come down 
like next week or like this coming weekend right mm -hmm. so and like that bums me out i've been moping around about that because like i like coming to new york i like you know how's fun. it like in uh, out there is that is shit like shut down uh we're, we're, we're like, technically i live in a red zone right now so which is the highest cases of covid in the country um all there's oh, no man. bars are open restaurants are takeout only um you have to wear a mask inside everywhere um yeah i don't know it's, Does it affect your grind? No, man. It, like, it, I don't like waiting in line out front of places, you know, and like winter sure. is fucking coming. It's going to suck, you know what I mean? So, yeah. Um, it's really worse because like we have such a long winter and we're already under like restrictions that we're not allowed to see people. Like if I don't live with someone, I'm technically really not allowed to see you, right? Like you, I can't have people in my home. I'm not allowed to go to people's homes. Yeah. And like Montrealers, you know, we have a long winter and we already are, we're like, we, like, that like isolation is gonna start in a month and a half, whether we like it, or, like it or not. So to start it a month early when we can go to the parks and the sun's still shining and it's not too cold to be outside, it's tough and it's gonna be long, I think, you know? Yeah. But I'll just put my head down and work, you know, I'll just, I'll just write, you know? Yeah, for sure, bro. Um, fucking A, dude. Goddamn. <laughs> I got all these pages I wrote. I don't know how to say anything about it. Um, yeah, dude. Yeah, I like the I like the I like the body stuff. There's there's so many parallels. I don't know if I'm just reading my own stuff into it, but when your eyes that's good eye if you are. Up, I, did, I, yeah. I did the trick if you're reading your own shit into it. For sure. Right. Okay. Yeah. I think. Did you go? Know, this dude wrote me like last week, and he said that when okay. he was that age. He had a fucking caseworker and he had those same friends and he went through that same fucking bullshit. And that's fucking amazing to me. You know what I mean? And it's like, yeah, it's not a singular experience and it shouldn't be, you know, what if you're fucking, nobody wants to read a singular experience really. Then just read gun, like, like then you read fantasy books, you know, pick up a Stephen King novel. I'm I, it's literary fiction, you know, I'm trying to connect. Is your, for sure. Is your, is your, I feel like that's just all the breakdowns of it. I mean, it's like, I guess, yeah, it's like, um the reality of like just like self-esteem and work or even stuff with girl like women you know what i mean like one day he's grinding he's all feeling good about himself he's talking to people you know he's like i you know i need like some of those real last things that like only really get illustrated when you see them acted out tangibly like maybe sound weird if you speak of them theoretically and maybe it is weird to speak of them theoretically like stuff like that and then like just when you're living in that mode, the hygiene breaking down, like the body breaking down when you're, you know what I mean? Like I had some, I had all skin breakdown and how much it was tied to that stuff. But like, you feel like that's real of like, I mean, I guess when you started working coincided with when you got married, is there anything to that? Am I reaching? Well, yeah, I guess like, I'm not really married. We just don't like, we haven't, we've been together so long, but uh, yeah. Yeah. I remember my dad telling me like one of the only bits of advice that motherfucker ever gave me was like, you're not going to feel like any self-worth until you start like working and making money for yourself. And it's like, right. At the time I'm like, you motherfucker, like, fuck you. You know right, what I mean? Right. But it's like, I don't know if I necessarily get any self-worth from like my job. Like, at the beginning, when I first started screen printing, I did for sure. I was really proud of yeah. that fact that I learned it because yeah. I was like into the arts or whatever, you know. Right. So, like to me, it was really cool. And I remember, like, I don't know, it's just like 
I get more self-worth, I guess. I don't know. Self-worth is a weird thing for me. I'm so self-loathing that to think where I fucking actually feel good about myself is tough because it's, 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 it's a double-edged sword. Like I'm glad I published that book and I'm proud of the fact that I published that book, but like, did it make me more suicidal than I've been in 25 years? Yeah. You know? So it's like, damn. Why? I'm just so depressed. It just made me so depressed. It, like, After that's you why put I it out? Like 2019 was just so fucking like because it came out like Christmas Day 2018, right? So it did. Yeah. So let's say it actually came out 2019. You know. Okay. So like that year was just like it was tough. You know, like I don't know. I don't know what I thought was gonna happen or what I expected from it or like I just I was drinking a fucking lot too. You know, like my alcoholism had come to a head in 2019 as well. And then I did like a lot of traveling, which I'm not really like, I don't do a lot of, but you know, you're running around, it gets reckless. And then I felt like a lot more pressure in 2019 to have to like, I got to fucking pump out another novel. I got to fucking, I'm fucking 40 years old for Christ's sakes. Who's going to listen to me in another year, man? My brain's going to mush. I got to, I got to do this before it all ends. And like, I don't know, there was just all this pressure. And then like two or three weeks before I met you in December, like, like, like my yeah. best friend fucking killed himself. And like, damn bro. It's just like, oh man, it just like, that took the fucking wind right out of my sails. And like, I don't know. Then I wrote that thing yeah. for Hobart about how I had to like dry out or whatever. And like, yeah, I don't know. That just became more important, I guess. And like, um, writing another fucking novel. And like, I don't know. I haven't had the best year with my, writing either you know what i mean this year either so like i don't know do you feel like it helped you with like a statement of purpose when you wrote that hobart thing like sometimes i think about that because there's a minor thing that that happens when you release anything i feel like where you're psyched and then like after it's like it's like why did i do that you know like like, well i went into that purposely because like i was like i wanted to shame myself and then it made me like fucking accountable to the thing that I wanted right. to do because then like in two months if I got like somebody if you're you, you know you contact me like yo Steve what's up how's that drying out yeah. going it's like well I'm a fucking wasteoid you know then I look like yeah, yeah, yeah. what did that make that makes my word fucking nothing and like I have like, I'm right not rich I'm not I, I don't have my youth I got my word and that's about it so like, right right that like I had to fucking do it so then I did you know <laughs> So that's what I'm saying. Sometimes it can feel like when I put something down or say something, it can be like productive, like because it it put puts it's like a statement of of a thing I want to be on. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, or sometimes I'm like on Twitter too much. What was that? Yeah, you got to challenge yourself. You know, challenge yourself. Challenge. But then other times I put stuff out that's more like uh, vulnerable. Like I showed a bunch of myself, and then that mm-hmm. that that almost sometimes has a different effect where. Um, you're like, like they don't deserve all that. <laughs> I feel I just... good when I do something dumb like that, where I'm like, okay, that was like an overshare, maybe something I would like. I'm really fucking private normally. Like my wife laughs because okay. like we would go to house parties and like I am a fucking pro at deflecting conversation about myself or what I'm doing, <laughs> and like I avoid humans at all costs when I'm at the thing. And then she's like, then you write this really fucking like open book, you know, like about right how you feel you know and it's like i don't know that's just a better place for me to put it i guess so like okay so you don't feel like more of a human too i think you know what i mean because then I, it's like I mean, I, yeah. that i'm becoming, i totally like, feel that 
Yeah, yeah. Right? and I've and that's why it hits. Like, I mean, I just the oscillation. I mean, going back to what we we're talking about work, like oscillation between like complete fatalism, but then like really wanting to work, really really wanting to have a job, and like you know what I mean, like in a almost like such. A, I mean, obviously he's a young kid, but like just like you know, being so nervous or like resenting families at all. You know, my, one of my favorite things I wrote down was just like the unabashed, like dad hunting, like <laughs> not dad hunting, but like just being like, Oh, then, then he'll be like, you know, and I, I don't know. I'm, I'm also like, whatever. But I think of that when I'm working, getting a new job or something, you're like, I got a structure, you know what I mean? And that yeah, kind exactly. of vulnerability. Okay. Really my life up now, right? Like, yeah, it's like, exactly. Like but a it's so purpose for a bit, you know? Yeah, exactly. But that's real. Especially when you you're know? young, you know what I mean? Cause like, yeah. if you're 22, it's like, you look at a job, you're like, I might be here six months. Fuck, fuck this. I'm out of here. I'm onto something different, you know? So it's like, right. That was totally a boost. Yeah. I don't know. It's weird yeah. working back then. Fuck, man. I would not want to be that person again, you know, like having to just get, yeah. Off, you know, but no it's experience. like, maybe that's why, I don't know. I don't want to, I don't want to tie it into anything it's not, but I think that's why the fact that you weren't thinking about like political stuff or, or like the kind of like demographic implications of it when you're, you're just in it, writing it. I think yeah. like in terms of stuff of like, not having family or like not having a dad mm -hmm. um and then scrapping and like not being i don't know like i just like i think about that a lot with like that young boy in that age mm -hmm. is like the most slept on, like it's the most like it's the most almost the most dire one if we're going in demographics i i don't know if this is like not how you're trying to think about it because i'm trying to make a bigger leap of like what the implications of it but i couldn't help but think about stuff like that you know what i mean of like that story and i don't know yeah like I don't you think know. about stuff like that yeah well like yeah i thought about the deeper part of that book and like the implication of like i don't know i wanted the rail against you know a lot of that book i wrote was spiteful too about people and like what they would say to things about me do you know what i mean because like i wasn't welfare i don't have a great job i don't have a lot of money do you know what i mean so yeah i wanted and it was you always hear i don't know i just wanted to prove people that you can do stuff do you know what i mean without like going the right route and like but then it's like that goes into that book so much it's like because it's about doing your own thing you know and like i do feel very strongly about that you know and I yeah. think I thought about like the politics of that book more than people probably think that I might have. Do you know what I mean? Because those are really For important sure. to me. And it's like that's how I fucking that's how I feel about things. Like I might that book might be about me when I was fucking sixteen, but that's how I felt when I was thirty-five or whatever fucking age when I wrote it. And yeah, a lot of those core beliefs never really changed in me. Like how I go about like kicking against the pricks. Well, maybe that's changed. You know. Yeah, that's interesting. You were 35 when you wrote it. And Maybe, it was 34, 30, 34 chapters. Nah. Really? <laughs> well, you had there's 30. There's like maybe 31. another chapter and like a double up of 31 or something. Right? But I counted those in. I counted yeah, those yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. And it's 34. And it's funny because my project has 33, but then I recently added a 34th. But when you're going to that number, that's like, you're going to maybe think I'm a coot for saying all this, but that's like how. Dante Dante's Inferno is like 34 and then the rest are 33 going up to that number. But then it's also like the age. Like I, I saw, I was, I wanted to savor the end and I stopped at like 29. And then I was like all stoned last night with the homie. And I opened the book. I was like, dude, it's also 34 chapters. And I was like, 
I'm on 20, dude, I'm 29. Like anyway, but the point is like coming of age that goes like that number, which is like, I don't know. It is some like esoteric, like, uh, that's cool. That you I don't know. Christian shit. Yeah, dude, it. I'm over here doing the kooky yeah, critical takes. Yeah, yeah. That's cool, man. <laughs> but, um, yeah, but all right. It's just, it, it's just the way things end up, you know? But why do you think, um, so you don't think that the feelings of your 2019 and, and the feelings of after dropping it had necessarily to do with how vulnerable it was. It was more just something about putting a book out or do you think that no, was connected? No, it probably had a lot to do with how fucking vulnerable that book is. And like, I'm not a sure. to that. And I'm also right. like a lot, I'm not used to people coming up and being like, yo, that's fucking cool or whatever about things that For are sure. You know what I mean? So For it's sure. Like, all, I, I, I will distinctly remember going to this, like, fucking, like, I went home, you know what I mean, since, like, back to where I'm from. I got okay. together with all my old friends, and we're sitting on this fire, and my buddy's wife, I've known her since we were, like, 16, you know, and she's asking me all these questions. There was this big fucking smile on her face, and I'm just like, yeah. And she's like, are you uncomfortable talking about this? And it's like, less than I'm uncomfortable talking about it, it's more I'm uncomfortable. Like, you're making me uncomfortable because of, like, I've never fucking seen, I'm not used to people being this, like, proud of me you know what I mean? yeah dude that like was that's a trip dude when you're not used that's to a it trip. You know? like, yeah just, like, some weird emotion you're getting from people that you're not used to it's just like i didn't know that that existed maybe it made you know what writing that book opened me up to humanity in ways that i did that like, i never would have opened myself up to i don't think like i've seen more love in people i've seen more kindness um you know, I've seen enough fucking pieces of shit, so I just try to look the other way. But like, I don't For know. Sure. It, That's good. You know, every bad experience you, is a good experience too. Like, if I had a fucking shitty year last year, I, like I was meant to have a fucking shitty year last year. <laughs> I mean, have some stuff to go through. Like, like I don't know. Somebody told me that my book, like, I, like I, like when I wrote it, it's a lot of the stuff he comes across. Like he deserves it. You know what I mean? Like when he fails, like there's a like he deserves it, you know, and like the character stand, yeah. Yeah, I still feel that way today. If somebody kicked me in the ribs, I will fucking I guaranteed I had it coming, you know what I mean? Like maybe I didn't mouth him off, but maybe the guy at the dap I mouthed off or whatever, you know, and like it's all kind of, it comes around, man, you know, and I just feel like I don't know where I'm going anymore, man. That fatal that fatalism of that party scene was like almost like kamikaze energy. It was like I'm going out. I'm, I'm, I'm getting like I'm gonna let everyone take me out. Like no, yeah, you guys can all beat the sh here. Let me just set my beer down. Like you know what I mean. Like um, I was happy because they were happy. You know, yeah. it was like some fucking. But I, that almost feels like what you're doing. I don't know. It's like you're offering up so much vulnerable stuff for people, and people react to it. I don't know. Something that. Um, yeah. Yeah, Gian was saying with that, it's like when you put when you put a bunch of praise on someone or you put them like as the high thing to like listen to, mm -hmm. like almost like you're coming, people are coming to you. This is so much about like almost like an orphan boy, and they're like you, you're you're this great thing that you know. Like there's almost like some violence. There's an undercurrent of violence to that, of like praising someone as like the fucking high thing. I don't know. Is that do you feel that? Does that even make sense? Maybe not. Um, <laughs> Maybe not. I don't know. Well, like, why, why, why is it so hard to take praise? You know, for me to take praise. Just, yeah, or just like, why? Is, you know what? If you don't get it, it's just like a weird thing. It's like, right? Have you ever fucking mouthed off someone who clearly has never been mouthed off before? 
Right. You know, and you see that Doctor. look on their fucking face and it's just like, oh right. my God, can you believe all right. oh, they look around like the whole place, like they've been in, like they're clearly in the wrong, you melt them off, whatever. That's how yeah. I feel when somebody is praising me. You know, it's right. just shocking to me that like, it, you know, it goes back to self-loathing. Like I never believed that I could do anything that anybody would give a flying fuck about. You know what I mean? Even into my thirties, I still believed that like all the things that Stan believes in that novel, that like I was I think I'm destined to work in a factory or something and then die you know, just another proletariat you know what I mean it's not yeah. doing anything in my life and like I still feel that way I guess I don't know yeah, yeah. it all comes back to well, self-love it's like what you allow yourself to have and like what happiness am I going to let myself like uh take you know take a part of you know what I mean like yeah I've told friends I often like I live in Montreal like as a way of like exiling myself from like my family. <laughs> like because like no one I know will move here because of the like language barrier. So it's like it's a good way for me. So to everyone never speaks have... French in Montreal. Uh, I'm a fucking dumbass, dude. It's tough Hard. to fucking work. It, it's like finding work here without French is tough because like if you like a McDonald's job, you know, yeah, you need to talk oh, both languages, man. Because like. You're going to get a Quebecois who comes up and, you know, say Quebec, you know, on parle fucking Francais ici. And they're going to be fucking, oh, wow. you know. And if you can't get their fucking hamburger order in French, well, then, like, good chance the language police are going to be sent in at that point. You know what I mean? To, like, bust Damn. through the company's balls. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, like, I get by because, like, I screen print. Do you know what I mean? I have, like, a fucking... Silent job. Got a skill, motherfucker. You it's got like a my wife hand job. Jobs if it's like the economy stinks but she's a jeweler so she has like a skill do you know what i mean she's a doula yeah 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 so like um no jeweler oh jeweler yeah sorry different i was like damn she's delivering covid babies that's wild (laughs) definitely not but uh like like, she has a skill so if you have a skill you can get by here but it's tougher without like you need the any joe job or like the jobs you'd be like "Eh, i'm a dummy i'll get this job you need to at least speak french so as an anglophone it's tough here this is my American myopia. I'm like, oh, what? Y'all speak different languages elsewhere? Don't worry, dude. Uh, I, was in, I was in Palm Springs, and I think the lady thought Montreal was, like, near Vancouver, which is, like, 3,000 Other side. Yeah. 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 Goddamn. Um, did you? Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, I was going to say, my homie, in terms of, not uh thinking anyone was gonna like my homie uh who lives in brooklyn was like oh i seen someone wearing a tyrant shirt like and it was like what well, it said welfare on it would you know that book and i was like that was like two weeks ago so motherfucker you got you got that fucking you got that as a rare you got a rare like own entity dude it's pretty sick bro um but i think that's important people to see shit that they're not accustomed to seeing you know yeah for sure um, man that's, that's such a that's almost like the point of all this shit, I feel like, because so much of stuff comes from people not... They don't get out of their, like, their comfort zone or, like, they don't leave. Like, if I had never left where I was from, I would not be... Half of these answers I would have said differently, you know what I mean? Because then, like, I maybe would have never eaten, like, a fucking pad thai or something stupid like that, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but, like, it's just, like, a thing. You can eat a pad thai any time, you know what I mean? Or something. Right, right. So I'm like, it seems so insignificant if you live in the city... But you right. never have the chance to experience it. it like, something little like that, and then that snowballs and all these little fucking things. And the next thing you know, you're in a militia and you don't want, you, you know what I mean? Or right, right, right. Shit. 
Yeah. It's not because you're a bad person. It's because you were geographically never exposed to things and like everyone around you is a fucking idiot. So it's tough to not be a fucking idiot. Right. Even if you're not an idiot, you just like put your head down and be an idiot. So you, you're you not ostracized, you know, it's like. For sure. For sure. And I think it goes, I don't know, dude, motherfuckers in the city who never left their apartment, you know, and they That's think they know about bad. shit. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. don't like, you don't, it's okay to not know about something. <laughs> you know, that's okay. Nobody knows everything, you man. You don't you know, need you're to be ignorant in your life, right? right? It's, it's impossible. Right. But I always laugh too because there's a lot of like you meet like hipsters in the city or whatever, and they're like, "Yeah, man, I'm gonna go out and fucking farm." And it's like, "Where are you from, man?" It's like, oh, "I grew up here all my fucking life." And it's like, "Really? You don't get out of bed till noon? Have fun farming? You know what I mean? Like, For real. That shit ain't gonna fly, you know? Like, and you're just as delusional about rural, like rural people as." You know, rural right. people are about city people, and we're all the fucking same. You know what I mean? Right. I don't know. Damn, I want to see Stan hit that hit that road, miss it around, uh, for see what see what comes next. Did you did you were you running around in the early twenties before you started working? Uh no, no. You know what? I was still a fucking. I was just a bum, dude. I was such a loser. Like my twenties is probably more akin to like Charles Bukowski in his like forties. Do you know what I mean? Like I was just still trying to chase some dumb thing and like that I wasn't ever gonna fucking be a part of. Like, I'm like, HR people see me coming and they're like, this guy, no. You know what I mean? Like, you can read it in my face that I don't care and I'm just here for the job. You know what I mean? I'm right. not gonna like, he's not staying late. He's not gonna care. So like, I just bummed around working like janitor jobs and car washes. And then I'd like try yeah. to telemarket because I'd be like, oh, I'm sick of being a fucking like manual labor type guy. I'm just like, I'm sick of being wet. I'm sick of being cold. Yeah. Like, but honestly, I tell my wife all the time, I'm like, if I could go back to like just being a night janitor somewhere, that's like the best job in the whole fucking world. Like anybody, like the money's not great, but if you don't need anything in your, if you'd like a simple sure. life, like, there's nobody breaking your balls and it's either dirty or it's not. You know what I mean? So right. the job is like fucking easy, you know? Like, right. I don't know. If you're so, so yeah, I didn't really move around a lot, man. I just like, where? Stay put. I like, you know, had a couple of roommates. I don't know. It's just like, I didn't really, I still didn't see much where I like, the fact that my writing has been able to take me to places like New York or wherever, you know what I mean? I get to read and meet people. That is just like mind boggling to me. Nice sick, bro. I never would have went to New York City, man. Not in, I can't imagine me being like, yeah, I'm going to take a trip to New York City. Pack my bag. And I can't believe it. I no. can't believe I live in New York City either. I've been, I've been, I've been thinking in my head. I was like, I'm gonna get to New, and then it's whatever. I'm just living. But no, nah, that's real. Just another state. It doesn't really matter. Yeah. Um, word. Fucking a, dude. Um, yeah, but I was just gonna say that. But the night grind. It's like there's also stuff that like I don't know. I was just thinking about that idea of like some of the realities of being like. I need to, I need to have like a job. I need to like scrap, um, in order to like, I mean, there's, you know, it's, it's not a major undercurrent, but it's a part of the book, which is like, and then like, um, then like I can be looked at as like valid to like, um, like women or whatever. I don't know why I'm going down this path, but you just, you were saying like, oh, but that's the a big problem. part of that book. I think the, like, it is right. Okay. I'm not just reading that, huge part of that book. Like his validity okay, sure. is like, even if I didn't intentionally go through there and be like, I'm going to make, you know, make this about his right. validity and it's attached to his job because it is though at that point, 
right. in your life when you have everyone telling you go get a job or go to school or do this you know what i mean and right. it's like you're never going to meet a beautiful woman and get married and have kids in <laughs> right. a stupid fucking truck in the pool and dishwasher and a fucking right. endless list of fucking bullshit that people buy you know what i mean and it's right. like i didn't necessarily love the end of that tunnel but i still tried to go down it you know what i mean right it's, it's like I kind of feel like I, I continually to this day, I got pushed into writing. I just, I don't think I, I'm fucking cut out for anything else. And, yeah. you know, it's sad, but that's what, you know, it's not, you know, the, a glamorous end, I don't think, to being a literary fiction writer or whatever, you know? But, the most glamorous end, though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm just going by like society's like general, you yeah, know, yeah, like, yeah, trying, exactly. like Hugh Hefner here, you know, right? Like, Right, but you're not just you're not just you know a writer working for you know getting institution whatever you're like you're 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 work you work <laughs> you know you're not yeah just exactly a I'm a you real work. person as well so like I don't know I guess I, something I was thinking about when I was asking that question is like for like young Stan it's like that that makes him like pissed you know that like the, there's this prerequisite that he needs in order to like, be seen as valid but then like um, I wonder if like, I don't know, like more I think about it, like that can be a positive thing too, maybe because it like motivates you to do, like for example, like if you work the night shift job, then mm -hmm. that would probably like affect your relationship in a certain way. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, for like, sure. How much do you think that's... that can be a positive motivating thing of having someone else to, like a, you know, someone else to, like it could be a motivating thing to, or, you know, like it's only, it makes you bitter if you like can't handle that hard that hard fact i just yeah that's the hardest part is handling the hard fact you have to just like fucking adult up and fucking get right you know what i mean you can't just be a fucking bum or whatever it's not gonna work you know what i mean or maybe yeah. it's just not like a nice life to, to be a bum you know or like personally because you're, you're like beholden on so many people at that point you know like you're, you're always on the mooch you know and like, I've worked with people since then who remind me of me. I'm like, oh God, that was me on welfare. But this guy's like 54 and he's still on welfare and he's like still doing that shit. And I'm glad I didn't have to spend 30 more years doing that. You know, like even my caseworker was like my caseworker at the time. I don't know if I put it in the book, but that woman fucking believed in me, man. Like she honestly like would tell me things. She was like, you're not going to be on this a long time. And like, she would like care, you know what I mean? When you fucked up, dude, the the official person that's help the official woman that's helping you, like I was so fucked up. I had a dermatologist that finally started started like healing me, and mm -hmm. I was just like, she was like, uh, you're an angel. Deific figure. She was an angel, dude, like right? legit. If someone's that was willing to help you, when you just you've seen no help in the world. You're like. Pfft. I'll just, I'll do anything for you, man, please. Like, <laughs> you can understand why in like World War II, people would marry the nurse, you know what I mean? Who nursed right, that, dude, that's that's that was all my legs were broken. And then, you know, you come home and you marry her. You just, oh, like, so love that person, you know? For sure. Yeah. So you feel like you, you, you're not, you're not, uh, you, you, you're not, you, you're not full, full, you're not full hobo anymore. No. <laughs> you've you been growing a little bit. Well, my wife would never put up with it. For, for right. Like, you know, like, you have the other people when you get older. That's the thing, you know. I'm not 20. There's so much stuff about marriage and, like, family and these kind of, like, Christian values that, like, are inherent in our culture, whether they're explicit or not. I mean, he gets fucking fired from the 
goddamn ham- hamburger flipping place because he says Jesus Christ. You know what I mean? You know what? Like, I'm still mad about that to this day. I think that was just why? Like, oh, about the thing. About like, the yeah. really firing. I like I deserved to be fired for like several other reasons at that job alone. You know what right. I mean? But, like to pick right. that one, I thought it was just meh. You know what right. I mean? Like, but then, but the fact is that I don't know. It's interesting that like. I mean, I guess y'all aren't technically married, but you had this, like, long... I know, I'm like, I'm not, you, know what I'm you would think that, like, okay, that guy probably became a womanizing piece of shit, you know what I mean, right? Because, like... Right. But, like, he still believes in it, you know what I mean? And then it's evidence, because I am, like, I'm not. I have one foot on each side, I feel, a lot of the time, like... That's what I was, I'm yeah. Playing, I'm playing fast and loose with, like, both, with a foot on either side of the fence, you know? Well, dude, like, this past week, it was just so funny reading Welfare because I fucking, um, I got a bunch of, I got a fucking thing in my room where I'm almost embarrassed. Yeah, I just, it got, I got fucking an infestation in my room, so I had to mix all my, I just threw out all my yeah, shit. <laughs> and I've been sleeping on the damn floor on my goddamn, I finally got a bed frame, I'm sleeping on the floor in my sleeping bag on my parka. And I'm just going back into outdoor mode when I was just sleeping outside and shit, you know? Yeah. And reading this book, I'm like, let's go, dude. <laughs> I'm just, I, I'm, yeah, I still got some of that. You're creating the atmosphere, dude, you know what I mean? I mean, it was, it was, it was, it was already happening. Yeah, it was fucking, um, but uh, I guess sometimes, yeah, and we were moving around pretty, no, nah, but that's, that's good. That's good. I think um, maybe you needed to get to a place of a little more, like the guy who was that dude fully wouldn't have been able to write that book, maybe. You know, no, I, mean? I don't think. I think it's a lot harder right? to write that book without some stability because you need like. I think it would be tough for me to like. Like I'm really routine based too when it comes to my writing or like Word. my life or whatever. And so like I need like a place. Like I can write anywhere, I guess. But I like that I okay. I got this desk. I can sit here. It's this time. I'm gonna fucking crank out this shit and wipe my hands off and I'm done. So I think to be like this errant hunk of shit that Stan was when he was like whatever age there, it would have been tough. Cause you're also thinking yeah. about other things, you know what I mean? Like when, am I going to sit down and write when I have to worry about where the fuck am I going to eat tonight? Survival. Yeah. Right. So there's bigger things on your mind, you know, and like I live in a luxurious world where I have some food in the fridge and I don't have to worry. Like, I know I'm going to eat tonight and if there isn't food, I can go buy like a hamburger or whatever. You know? What's your grind like when you're humming? You, you, you post at a desk, you go on like that, you go on on the laptop, you go on with your with Yeah, your right off of the laptop. Um, I don't oh, like yeah. the phone. I don't like, like, I don't know how people like do that. You know what I mean? It's not for me. Um, I yeah. like to type and yeah, I don't know. What was, is there a That's bigger part of that question that I missed or what? No, I don't know. I was just curious. Okay. <laughs> I want to see how you're cranking out those bars. Um, I just like, yeah, I, that's you know what? I believe in doing it as much as I, I like I can. I just like, I'm like a write every day type of guy, you know what I mean? Because I'll lose like that shit, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah, that's an interesting thing when you're t- writing about a character, but because of how the book is written, you start to realize that that person couldn't totally be in that state still in order to have been able to write the write the thing you're reading. Well, you start off writing about, I guess, like for me, you start off writing about like, from a place that's me but then it's like you start writing the book too and you're like well that doesn't really work do you know what i mean how my life worked out so it's like i gotta gotta play with shit too in a way you know what i mean and like i get that they so you have to also think like that too i guess that person i don't know who you were how did you feel about people like you know this is probably an annoying question too but fuck it dude um people 
were there specific people you were worried about reading a book or yeah like, i'm not like if my dad's read it i'm not terribly stoked about that but you know what i mean so but other than that no i guess like i was kind of hoping nobody who ever knew me back then would read it you know what i mean i also lived in the that's another thing too like with this it's like it's like i hid for like 20 years from all of these people right like i didn't Damn. know i don't have a fucking facebook i just disappeared you yeah know? Yeah. So now that I came out of the woodwork and I got this stupid novel and it's like, well, and laid myself out there. It's like, I have a lot more people contacting me now than I used to yeah. like, oof, track me down. You know what I mean? Where am I going with this? I don't know. What was the question? Anybody in the book? Yeah, dude. I have like three or four people from the book have read me. Um, one guy wrote me as the character in my style get the fuck out of here multiple times dude no way dude yeah he was a mess back then and he's just like a fucking he's just like an unrepentant piece of shit you know what i mean so like was it hostile no man it's fucking terrible and it's like you can't even you know what i i'm too big of a dick to sit back and go like he did a good job no he didn't he's just like he picks up on like the small sentences and that's it do you know what i mean but I mean, was he psyched about it or nah? He was, he was all right. The, okay. The, the ex-girlfriend though, like, like my girlfriend who I wasn't had the ball out with that, like she yeah. wasn't stoked originally when she first okay. read it. And she told okay. me she was going to like, like, I hadn't talked to her in 20 years either. You know what Damn, I mean? Bro. So like she wrote me and was like, she told me that at first she was really mad how she was portrayed in the book. You know what I mean? That wow. she just bounced on me when I needed somebody like that. But then she said she took the time to reflect and she did do that. So it was like, okay, that was weird. We had a weird, like three or four, like emails back and forth where I think like we probably needed to say some stuff to each other for like, or, you know, 20 years or whatever. And like, just go and, Okay. And it didn't other people. Yeah. I don't know. I can't remember anybody else who sticks out as like got me from the book. You know? Yeah. That's real. Yeah. Fuck, no, actually, another guy contacted me like two weeks ago. Fuck yeah. Really? Like, yeah. And all he got, I haven't talked to this guy in a minute, man. Like, he just started following my Instagram, dude. And then, like, Damn. he gave me a wallet when I was like, when he was like 16, right? I still have this wallet, man, because like, I'm a, like, I just keep on to stuff, you know? Yeah. So I sent him a picture of the wallet as a response to something he wrote me in a DM, you know? And then he's like, yeah. oh, he wrote something weird. And I was like, okay, double tap, and I'm out, you know? And then, like, two weeks yeah. later, he sends me a clip of uh, Married with Children, like that program from, like, in, like okay. 80s, 90s. Yeah. There. And it was um, the character Al Bundy is singing along to this, like, television pro program theme song called Psycho Dad. What the fuck? Yeah, and then the, the only thing he wrote was daily affirmation dot, 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 get fucked loser, right? Oh my God, man. So then, like, I messaged a friend of mine who used to know him too. And I know that, like, they, like, we've had, like, he's had some problems with him in the past. So I was like, yo, okay. This fool fucking messages me and he calls, tells me the yeah. daily affirmation, get fucked loser. He goes, yeah, yeah right. Yeah. Sends me a screen, screen grab, sends him the same fucking shit, but with like different, like, like a kids in the hall video or something like that. So he messaged the both fuck? of us. It's just weird, man. It was a weird thing. That's a little, yeah. That's that's spooky, like bro. You become a punching bag for people who like haven't talked right. to you in twenty years. Damn, dude, putting a book out sounds scary. Um, it is scary, dude. I always tell people don't do it, man. When they're like, "Oh, yeah. should I do this?" No, 
Turn around. Fucking walk away, dude. Do you feel like you are writing it for anybody? Do you want anybody to see it? No, maybe myself. Yeah. Like, like I have an older sister, and she's been like, she was, she's really proud of me for it. And like, I write because of her. Like, she's the reason I'm into books, or I ever picked up was into it because I wanted to be like her when I was like young. She's like 11 years older than me, or something. Right? Oh, damn. So, yeah, and I so I, I looked up to her as a little kid. You know what I mean? And uh, so for her to be proud of me was pretty. That was a big thing. And then she told me. But like my mom would have been proud of me too, and like I guess like I like I never met my mom, so where um, for me that was another big one, you know what I mean? Because like yeah, she lover of books too, and that I don't really know much about my mom. So that's damn, dude. That's sometimes I think I have a couple people that I wanted to see it, and then like, and then or, you know a project, and then once I show it, I'm like, maybe that's enough. <laughs> maybe I don't need to show it to anybody else. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> if you can get by uh, those people, then it's all right. You know, I was a dick. I just let my book get out there in the world, and they had to find out about it themselves. You know, that's probably that could be a smarter move. If you get too crazy, then it's, you start to get all fucking thinking about too many people's feelings on it. Yeah, you know? Exactly. Yeah, yeah I don't know who you're gonna offend too, right? Like somebody could come to my door and beat me up because of that book. I never know. You know, not everyone's in the fucking like. Someone else brought it to my attention that I don't really make all the other characters out really good. You know what I mean? Like I didn't think that they did them a bad, a bad turn, but like I guess if you, you make, were like, you know, yeah, just, you know, you never know how people are gonna take things too. It never feels gratuitous. There's so much self, self-directed energy. You know, and I mean, that's how you I get away with it, right? You know? Right. But I you think shit on everyone else as long as you're still the biggest piece of shit in the book. You know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, Is there anything you've been reading that you got you psyched lately? I just read uh what the fuck did I just finish yesterday? I read Psychiatric Tissues by Jeff Schneider. Do you know that guy? He was in nah, that band. Dude. He was in a band called Arabon Radar. Okay. In like the late nineties and early two thousands, like a noise rock band. And Thanks. it's like this really it, it was a fun like um like stream of consciousness kind of like him being in this band and it's like for me That's it was cool because like I like a lot of the bands that he toured with, like the Locust and like things like like bands like that. So it was fun. To, it was so, cool. I, mean, I like his stories. He's just like really relaxed or whatever, and that, that's yeah. the kind of stuff. Like you know, that's what's up. Yeah. Hell yeah, dude. Well, I think that's pretty good. I'm gonna just kill this recording. Um, cool, man. Um, yeah. You feel like I was good? We got went in okay. Yeah, that's fine, man. I don't. Okay, I don't know what yeah. else I would say. No, I want to redo the whole thing right now. <laughs>